I'm Brian. I'm Dave. I'm Owen. And this is Preview with the Prior. The show where we speculate about the upcoming episode of Better Call Saul. Often incorrectly. Perfect. Awesome. All right. <laughs> Dave and I also host the Nothing Important Podcast. You can find that at www.nothingimportantpodcast.com, where Dave and I talk to people more famous and successful than we will ever be. And we're kind of excited uh, this episode. This is actually the second interview we've done this week for Preview with the Prior. A couple days ago, we talked to Eileen Fogarty, who plays Mrs. Nguyen on Better Call Saul. And now we have a special guest with us, TV actor, comedian, podcast host, tall dude, Owen Benjamin. Owen, how's it going this evening? Going real good. I'm going to be in your neck of the woods last week out of April. The Improv Chamber. Absolutely, absolutely. So make sure if you're in the Chicago area, last weekend of April, come out and see Owen. Super hilarious dude. Plays the piano. Uh, great guy. I couldn't make it last time, Owen. I apologize. And uh, this time, I'm going to be on vacation again. Otherwise, I'd be right there hanging out with you. But this weekend, we're actually going to be... Uh, in LA for the taping of talking saw. So if you want to grab a couple drinks while I'm out in LA, I'd, I'd love to have a drink with you. Oh man, I'll be in Kansas city. I'm back Sunday though. Are you going to be here Sunday? Yeah, I'll, I'll be there uh, Sunday through Tuesday. Oh, great. Yeah. Let's hang out. Hit me up. Yeah, absolutely. I will definitely hit you up. And Owen, uh, just for everybody listening, you host a podcast, called why didn't they laugh maybe you could just let everybody know what your podcast is all about and what you do and uh and then we'll talk a little bit of saw why did they laugh is i i do so much stand-up that i started getting fascinated with uh when jokes didn't work almost more than when they did and i started really diving into why a joke doesn't work and how to make it work and all the human nature knowledge that comes from failure yeah, it's 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 a great it's it's incredibly fascinating, great podcast, and uh, you know that's that's awesome. That's such a because a lot of comedians out there do you know their own podcast now. It's like it's a very comedian heavy like hobby, I guess. <laughs> and I I like how you put a different twist on it. How you're you're actually kind of examining the failures as opposed to trying to build on material that you put on stage. Yeah, because living in LA, I have the a unique ability of seeing the greatest comedians in the world fail because like Bill Burr, Louis CK, Chris Rock, like all these dudes are trying out their new stuff at the store and the improv. And then when you see them in the special, it's always polished. And I just think a lot of people don't realize the amount of work and science that goes into making a joke work. So I wanted to do a whole podcast based on it and how that struggle never ends. But there's no level where comedians aren't asking why didn't they laugh? Right. Right. Well, it's, it's a great show. I encourage everybody to tune in. Uh, you can get, you can subscribe on iTunes and at owenbenjamin.com, right? Yeah, I can. All right. I, I want to make sure that the <laughs> oh, I wanted to pretend like I was good at this for a moment. Did you see that? I was like 
sounded natural for a moment. Then I second guessed myself. (laughs) 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 Well, anyway, uh, you can't find the podcast. It's in the top hundred. What's up? That's awesome, man. Congratulations on all your success. That's great. Thanks, guys. So, uh, Owen, so obviously Dave and I are big enough fans of Better Call Saul that we have, we've been doing this podcast for over a year now, and we actually talked to you on the Nothing Important podcast. You were one of our first guests that we had over a year ago, and we're glad, and, and we found out that you like Better Call Saul as well. So we're happy to have you on. So I guess, uh, let me start by asking you, what do you think of the season thus far? We only have one episode to go now, but what do you think of the season thus far? It's a great season. I, that, last, that one shot is one of the best shots in television I've ever seen. When, when they're at the border and it starts high, it's like an establishing shot, and it follows yeah. the trucks all the way into the checkpoint. It turns around and follows past dogs and get like that's so hard to do and i'm sure a lot of people at home watch that and are like oh that's cool if you're in entertainment you're like how on earth did they do that you gotta be a drone like, shot. Right. i just have no idea how they did that i thought it was a drone there's, shot i should have said that on yeah. the podcast yeah there's so, so much so much going on in that shot yeah dave and i talked about that that's just absolutely amazing so um yeah, amazing season. Do you think this is better than season one, or do you think it's just as good or worse than season one? I wouldn't mind a little more violence, but, uh, you know, I'm I'm a nine-year-old. <laughs> I like it, though. I think it's paced really well. I think it's paced up. I like that it can have a whole episode without much happening, and still I feel satisfied. Right. So it's a good right, season. Right, right. I actually, right. I, uh, I, it, I was watching episode one, like the very first episode earlier today, and my God, it seems slow. But, and my friends really? I was watching it with were commenting on it, and uh, when they got to the part where the kid jumps in front of the car, everybody in the room jumped. And I was like, see, that slow crap pays off when something finally, like, it builds up. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's like you're there, like you're in the moment with everybody. It's so true. It's just like... Uh... It's like sex. You don't start off with doggy style. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, and also, you know what's coming. So, like, when they take their time, it's, it's, it's kind of like Titanic. Like, you can just mess around for a while because you know the boat's going to sink. Right. So, like, every nuance of every scene, you feel this tragedy of it. And that's what I feel um, Saul can do because... Most people have seen Breaking Bad, and they kind of know where these lives go. So when you see these these glimmers of humanity, not that Saul doesn't have it in, um, in Breaking Bad, but when you it's it's extra tragic and extra melancholy when you see like the the two roads in the woods, you know? Right. And what chose yeah, him to he, take each path? Exactly. Uh, there's a lot of the, uh, oh, this is how they get from point A to point B. There's a lot of like, oh, this is coming, but this show I feel has done a really good, because like Dave and I on the, on it saw a good man for the whole first season, almost every episode we were like, oh, well, this is when he's going to officially be like Saul. Like this is officially right, Dave. Like we did that yeah. like every episode and then it just kind of never happened. And we're like, whoa, th- they're playing like the long game. So <laughs> I don't think we've yeah. we've done that too often this year. So, I mean, that's kind of the fun of it is we, we know where it ends up. 
but uh, it, it's all about trying to anticipate and like being a part of how he gets there. They they've done extremely well, especially this season. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, not that Saul ever becomes like the level of monster I'm comparing him to right now, but it would be as if Adolf Hitler as a World War One soldier, and right. it's like 20 years before. Because I think that like I like the uh, origin stories in a lot of superhero stuff, like. Like, what made Wolverine? What made... I love origin mm. stories. And I, that's uh-huh. why I think Better Call Saul is a great show. Because you get to see... Because monsters are, are, are made. They're not born. So it's like when you see, like, all the steps, that, that it's like a million choices that lead to what you become. And that's the beauty of writing. That's Joseph Campbell shit. <laughs> well, very, very well said. So... Here we are on preview at the prior, and of course we got to make predictions about the upcoming episode. Uh, did you gentlemen happen to catch the next time on Better Call Saul uh, previews? I Dave, didn't. I know you're kind of flighty on this sometimes. I, I saw, <laughs> I saw the scene with the doctor. Oh yes, where they're where they're talking about chucks. I just saw the, I just saw, I just saw the preview after the, uh, the episode. I haven't seen anything online. That's yeah, what, yeah. The, the, that's the, the preview, preview with Bryce the doctor. Yeah, the preview uh, with the doctor is, um, well, you know, episode 209 ended with uh, Chuck bouncing his head off the countertop and then off the floor, and they kind of ended with Jimmy doing the whole call 911, call 911, and I didn't see I didn't see the preview for the next episode until earlier today, and I, I watched episode 209 almost a week ago, so the whole time I've been watching people theorize that Chuck is, um, is, is dead or like severely incapacitated, but that scene tells me that, that he's, uh, he's banged up, but he, he's not in any real physical, uh, you know, immobility or anything like that. No, no. The, the scene that I saw, they were discussing more of what caused him to faint and what they were going to mm-hmm. do about it. Cause Chuck was refusing any medical treatment because he didn't want to be bombarded by electromagnetic waves. So Jimmy suggests a temporary emergency guardianship where he takes over right. and makes the decisions for him. And the doctor says, I have, no, I know a judge we can call right now. And then it ends. Yeah. That's- yeah. Oh, and what are your, where, what are your thoughts? Where, where do you think they go from here? I guess just hearing me, what you just heard. <laughs> I think, I, I think it was, uh, when the copy machine guy said, this won't end up with the cops, right? And he said, no. I think that kind of showed an Achilles heel that now that someone's injured, uh, if cops interrogate him, he may give up Jimmy. And I think the domino could fall to uh, his girl. And that's where the real tragedy is. Like, does she end up disbarred? Because you have this... Uh-huh. Um, it, like, Jimmy's character, it's like the type of character where everything he touches turns to shit. Uh-huh. So, right. yeah... <laughs> This girl that, like, loves him and, like, sticks up for him. And, like, somehow it's going to get to her and she's going to be uh, she's going to be the one that pays the price. And I think that the Achilles heel is the copy machine guy. Because he said no one got killed, right? And the cops won't be involved, right? And then he was okay with the lie. So if any of those two things don't happen, he's going to rat on Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. See, that's a, see yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see... See, my, my thing was at the end of it is I, I was saying, well, I, 
you know, because it seemed like Jimmy was kind of trying to make the decision whether to rush in and help Chuck, or he was just kind of putting the onus on other people to call nine one one. And I was kind of thinking like he, if, if he rushes in, the jig is up. And to me, his character is the kind of person that would kind of wait and try to smooth things over after it plays out. So I don't think he rushes in. I think what happens is somebody actually does call nine one one. And then it, it, kind of close to what you're saying it comes out later that he basically put all the wheels in motion for that and it's just going to destroy everybody's life around him yeah because that decision was his brother or uh him getting in trouble that's that's the conundrum he had in the shadows it's like almost shakespearean it's like the deal with the devil and so if he doesn't call somehow that's going to come back and if right. he does call he has to pay but he may end up okay so this, I don't think he calls the cops, and I think that that will uh, end up like leading to more and more of this avalanche. Right, Dave, you had a different uh, view on that, didn't you? I I, I was kind of in, in. I couldn't make a decision honestly. If I thought he might he might rush in to intervene to make sure Chuck's okay, but after seeing the next scene where he's in the hospital, um, I'm thinking that maybe he didn't go in. And then he just got a call and then played dumb. Like, oh, you know, I'll be right there. <laughs> really? Yeah, he made may, may call from the, like a payphone or something. Pull a mic and grab, right. grab that one last standing payphone and make a call? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he's even a good a- guy. That's, that's the balance they keep having to strike is he loves his brother. He's a good-hearted guy, but he has absolute apprehension for humanity. Right. So it's like that's the balance. And so he's going to somehow kind of save his brother and not. And the part that is not will keep, you know, because I think the fact he changes his name to Saul um, means that he's disbarred and potentially faces uh, criminal charges and has to really do some crazy stuff by the time this thing's up. Yeah. So in the, uh, uh, in the second preview, uh, it's pretty simple. It was about a minute long and it was on amc.com and it was just uh, Mike testing out the sniper rifle that he took a look at earlier in the series. I don't I remember exactly what episode, but he was with, uh, what did we figure out that guy's name was Dave? It was like Lawson or something like that. Yeah. Lawson arms dealer. Yeah. 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 It's him and Lawson out in the middle of the desert and Mike's shooting a sniper rifle, obviously preparing for something. Uh, but I, it, it it totally paints it as if it's going to be like, you know, cause they, in, in breaking bad, it was no half measures and better call Saul. It's he won't kill anybody. And they seem to be implying that he's ready to take somebody out with a sniper rifle. But, uh, obviously Hector's in breaking bad. So he doesn't get shot in better call Saul. So uh, I guess I my question, driver. When, he, when he found out the driver killed the innocent, when he asked what happened to this, uh, the, the civilian, the good Samaritan, and they said the driver killed him or whatever. I think he's going to shoot that driver guy that he didn't shoot in the desert. I thought, I thought, uh, I think he felt, I thought Hector shot ahead. him. I thought he said Hector shot him in the face or put two bullets in him. Yeah. I think, I think Hector shot him because they thought the driver was in cahoots with, with Mike at first or with whoever they thought the, whoever the assailant was. No, remember when, uh, when he, uh, he lost the driver. I don't know what the driver's name was, but the guy that said he popped the tires, he left him right. in the desert. And when he said, um, uh, what happened? How did they, how did the cops not find out? And he said, a good Samaritan 
stopped and helped him. And he said, then what happened? And he said, uh, he shot, he killed that guy. So I think that he felt responsible for the death of the good Samaritan because he didn't shoot the driver. Yeah. See, that's, that's one thing where I'll absolutely agree with you on is, um, you know, like, cause you can see that in the scene where, um, Nacho and Mike were meeting at the weird chicken factory. What'd you call that, Dave? The uh, industrial thing? Is that what you, Yeah, is the that industrial thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In, in their meeting place, you know, like that seemed to really bother Mike is is when it did come out that somehow, some way, the Good Samaritan did get shot, and that seemed to totally weigh on Mike. So you think it's possible that Mike's going to take that extra step and, you know, try to right the wrong that he caused by getting an innocent person killed and maybe killing the driver then? Yeah, I think, he st- I think Mike, this is when Mike starts shooting. the way things have been going i'm almost thinking it's going to be one of those things where maybe he lines up the shot and pulls back you know this is the or or he's just going to take out some more tires or something i don't know yeah or yeah or there's like some ridiculously convenient target that he can hit that causes damage but doesn't kill anybody right (laughs) or i would at that point if they do that i will be pissed off Just a, like a if, if they, they can do that a little bit, they can do half measures, but like eventually you gotta do, you know, you can't just like keep having a preview of like a bear and then the bear just takes a nap. Right. Like <laughs> Mike's got a sniper rifle. He's got like, he took a beating just to not kill a gangster. And then they turned on him, tried to get him in jail, threatened his, his grand uh, daughter. And then, he saved them again, and then they killed a good Samaritan. If he just like is doing target practice after that preview, <laughs> I'm going to be pretty pissed off. I'm going to have better call Saul blue balls. <laughs> well, maybe, giving me blue balls. Maybe I can tie in my earlier prediction, which is going to be false. When uh, somebody actually tweeted, reminded me to talk about Fran, the uh, waitress at the coffee yeah, shop. Yeah, the waitress from the diner. So I was. When I first saw, I saw a picture of Mike with the sniper rifle, and I thought maybe this is Fran related. You know, they abduct Fran, and he's got to get her back. And then I saw that I realized she's in Breaking Bad, so I want to cancel all my Fran predictions. <laughs> nice. See, see, that's the thing about it is like, had it been any other series, you know, you can make like all these wild accusations, but every time you like make you you take a jump to the next logical conclusion, you can't do it because you know how everything ends up. Right. See, like logically in a normal show, you'd be like, oh, he's obviously going to kill, kill asshole a, but then you're like, wait a minute, like six years later, asshole a is still alive and kicking in the series that came before it, but was set after it. So weird. So I think that's what, that's what it's a Sudoku puzzle. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very much like Minesweeper on a uh, windows 95. What, what do you guys think of the Gus Fring thing about the anagram? Man, yeah, everybody's talking about that. Um, I, uh, man, I'd, I'd like to think so. But uh, then that kind of goes back to my thing is uh, they've had so many cameos this year. When, when the season started, I was like, oh, man, it'd be cool like if they had like one or two cameos. But now there's been like five returning characters from, <laughs> from, uh, from Breaking Bad. And I was like, that, that might be – what I think would be cool is if, is if they, they brought him back without bringing him – back and saved it for a third season so you know like like the anagram thing definitely points to him and they make it very apparent that that he is now part of this but i think it'd be cool if he if he wasn't seen and then next season it's his big entrance and the season's all about him 
Yeah. That makes sense. I like that. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> because probably, they're probably only going to do four or five seasons because it's not like the Big Bang Theory, you know? I don't think that uh, that that, Gil, uh, that that those writers want to just have a show that goes forever. I think they have a specific beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's just like indefinite, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And it would make sense agree with that, that he appears after they spell it out. And I just typed it into an anagram maker and nothing else comes up. <laughs> besides, besides, right? Yeah. <laughs> nice. I was I really praying something else maker. would come up so I could just... Yeah. What's that? What you was that? I oh. got to get an anagram maker. Where Where does what? Are you, <laughs> I got to get one. Yeah. Yeah. You, I'd like to think that Dave isn't using the internet. I'd like to think that it's like an actual, like somehow manual... Like, like it's, analog it's an abacus, anagram, maker. it's an abacus that makes. But I guess anagram. that would be, I guess that would be called Scrabble. <laughs> <laughs> like a man, manual anagram maker is called Scrabble. So My analog <laughs> anagram maker. Would... <laughs> oh, and feel free to use that on why didn't they laugh? Feel free to use that joke. You can examine because it fails so bad. It got a big laugh. <laughs> it got a big laugh. You got two people out of two laughing. All right, man, batting a thousand. Well, Owen, uh, we got to start winding this up, my man. I don't want to keep you too uh, too long, uh, but uh, absolutely awesome having you and um, glad talking to you again. Uh, you're always invited on our show. You guys are talking though, like that. Who Ernesto becomes or Hector? What was your oh, theory? Okay, I got yeah, this. Dave. Yeah, yeah let's so touch on that. It was it was actually the actor that plays Ernesto was the one that brought it to our attention because he just kind of said. Doesn't he look an awful lot like Gus? And he goes, what's Ernesto's last name? And we're like, holy crap, you don't know what Ernesto's last name is. So I think the theory is that he's related to possibly Gus's son. <laughs> How awesome would that be? <laughs> well, Fring's back. I mean, it totally makes sense. Yeah. That'd, that'd be sick. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be insane. That'd be, that'd be great, though, because uh, his name is Brandon, Brandon K. Hampton. And uh, he was with us, uh, like, I think last week or a couple of weeks ago, chatted with us. But uh, that guy is a solid dude. And he, and like, uh, if, if they went that route, he would more than deserve uh, that type of role. He would more than deserve that kind of spotlight. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. He's well, cool, guys. Awesome, awesome guy. Nice. Yeah. Hey, look at that. Good chat. Good. Talking out there. Slaps on the ass all around. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Owen. Uh, maybe I'll see you this Sunday, but before you go, uh, please plug your podcast, plug your website, plug everything, because I want as many people out there to support you as possible. Thanks, bud. Yeah, last weekend of April, Schomburg, right outside of Chicago. I'm doing the uh, the improv Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Why didn't they laugh on iTunes, my podcast? Uh, that's about it. Twitter, Adam and Benjamin, hit me up. Life's good. <laughs> awesome ladies and gentlemen Owen Benjamin Dave you can stop recording now it's all good man hey it's all good man it's all good man hey hey it's all good man Dave are you there I'm here yes oh Dave yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I thought you meant me I'm sorry <laughs> I, Eileen Fogarty, are you there? 
Yes, I am. <laughs> awesome. Welcome to uh, It's All Good Man podcast. This is our preview with the prior show. Thanks so much for calling in. We totally appreciate it. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're excited to have you. And and for those of you listening, we actually had this scheduled like two or three weeks ago. And then I think I totally dropped the ball and I don't really fully understand how modern things like Google calendars work. And, and I didn't send you any contact information. So me and Dave are just sitting here and we're like, oh, well, maybe she had better things to do. Like, And that's not in a condescending way. It's just like we can't imagine that there isn't much out there that isn't a better thing to do than chat with us. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I was trapped. Like, I was sitting on my couch and waiting and thinking, oh, wait, was I supposed to email them? Because I'm pretty <laughs> sure they have to call me, and then I have to call a line. And and then I, then I got the email that said, uh, uh, oh, I think you missed the call. And I went, oh, shuck. That was my bad. <laughs> You're not the first. You won't be the last. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. But well, I definitely was looking forward to it. So, And I'm happy this is happening. <laughs> oh, good. Well, we were looking forward to having you on. Uh, you play Mrs. Nguyen. Is that how it's pronounced? Nguyen? Uh, Nguyen. Nguyen. But, Nguyen. Uh, but uh, in Vietnamese, it's like Nguyen. But, um, but I think in America, they pronounce it as like Nguyen. Gotcha. Okay. I, I was so excited. Uh, I, I think I brought this up in the episode proper. I was so excited when uh, the character of Jimmy actually said your name because then it finally clicked that the, the N-G-Y how, however that's spelled like that's how that's pronounced because I've wondered for years how that was actually pronounced so see you learn something new every day <laughs> I know that show teaches me a lot every day <laughs> every episode it is, it is quite smart yeah, yeah it's it so smart yeah. So uh, you you play Mrs. Uh, Nguyen, and uh, me and Dave have made several comments about the subtleties of the way that you act out the character. Like, we absolutely love the body language, and uh, the, the scene when Jimmy pulls up in his new car and all, all the workers at the they – were, they were all impressed, but you were absolutely unimpressed. <laughs> me and Dave just thought that was genius, and we laughed – just the, the subtlety and the, and the way that – like I said, your body language was just awesome to us, and we, and we got a good kick out of that. Oh, I'm so glad. Well, you know, I was just following the script, and then I actually had to prop the door open with my body. So I thought, <laughs> well, what's a natural way to do it but to express that I was really annoyed with him? So and <laughs> so that's that lean, that door leaning action going on. Awesome. I know. I know in the show they take real life locations. Is is that an actual salon or is that like a is that like a set built within like a mini mall? Is, is that a working business? Yes, it is. So oh, wow. so they they rent it out or book it out for that time period, like they'll say for like that day or something. Mm. Um, but a lot of the salon workers, the nail salon workers, are real. Huh. So like the the one of the owners actually she's she's in there a lot. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty much, they leave everything pretty much the way it is. And they just make a few changes here and there with the set. But, um, you know, I think Peter and Vince really like to make it as authentic as possible, which I really appreciate mm. and enjoy. Totally. And you can't get much more authentic than an actual like living, breathing business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, even like the stuff I write on and everything, most of it, it's the pen there. And, you know, I just kind of play around with, uh, with 
with the magazines and receipts and everything that they have there. <laughs> do you ever do you ever stay too much into character and start bossing around the employees and stuff? <laughs> um, no, because because no, no. I'd do no. that. I'd boss them around. They snap back, and be like, "Hey, I'm just method, man. I'm just I'm just method." Yeah, you got to stay in character. <laughs> yeah, I think once I'm I'm like super because I kind of feel like they're my people, you mm-hmm. know. So so we we you know I talk to you know the gals and stuff before we go on and then and then once we're on then I'm someone else but mm-hmm. um but it's I just kind of feel like oh we're all in this together and, and a lot of them aren't actors so I don't want them to feel you know that it's like don't talk to me or right. you know it's such a warm environment anyway that, <laughs> that we're just chit-chatting and then you know when they say okay you know everyone back to one then then I get into character really you, you mean warm as in like like friendly, not warm as in Albuquerque, right? Oh yeah, Albuquerque is warm, um, but yeah, no, but warm as in friendly. Yeah, everyone's really kind and and just really friendly. Um, that I think it would I would be the odd man out, and I would be really weird if I had some kind of pretension and started <laughs> behaving like <laughs> Mrs. Nguyen. <laughs> You know, it, it's funny that you talked about like how uh, you you were kind of compelled to like touch things and and mess with uh, stuff at the salon because we we actually had Sarah Minnick who uh, plays Brenda, the receptionist for uh, yeah for uh, HHM was that no, yeah and uh, she said when she sits be, behind the control panel, you know that's a real working control panel and and she like can't help like one time she like messed with the security camera and moved it like an inch and that was like a big deal. <laughs> and I, I told her like I, I wouldn't be able to resist either. I'd just be like messing stuff up or <laughs> like I, I don't think I'd be able- like I was using their hand phones and all this stuff and, and and I was like, Oh, you know, can I just move this book around? And they were just like, Oh yeah, you can do whatever you want. Um <laughs> like I said, they were just they I think they were kind of also in awe and having fun themselves being on set. Oh yeah. I've I've been at a business that came in to shoot a pilot. And uh, yeah, all the employees kind of get all giddy, and it's it's a real, it's almost like a vacation at work sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I, and I would be like that too. You know, it's like your day is totally different from the rest of the right. week or the rest of the year. Yeah, that's so that's so cool that those are uh, those are actual employees. I, I would have never guessed. I thought they would have been like uh, like you know like actors, but that that's really cool. But I'd also be one of those. Like you ever watch. You ever watch the news and when they're interviewing somebody on the news and you can just see in the person's face that they're thinking to themselves, like, don't look at the camera, don't look at the camera, don't look at the camera. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. That, that's exactly how I would be if I, if I was one of those girls and I was doing whatever motions, even though I do that naturally every day as part of my profession, the whole time in my head, I'd be like, don't look at the camera, don't look at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, the three, there are like two, there are three other gals that are actually, um, they're new actors, but one of them, and so they're not the, the real salon, um, employees, but the rest mm-hmm. of them are like the background, okay. uh, are real salon employees. But there's one gal who's an, who's one of the actors. She actually owns her own salon. Uh-huh. which is fascinating huh. to me. So, um, so she, you know, when, when I'm acting like Mrs. Yuan, she's like, mm-hmm, like, yeah, that's what I do. 
Like, she was, <laughs> like she's pretty fierce. And so I was like, oh, okay, yeah, she's pretty fierce. So if when I get a like a, a an approving look from her, I'm like, oh, okay, that means I'm doing it right. Or, you know, saying the lines right. But yes, you're right. I mean, I think... Um, I think like all the directors are extremely patient and kind and just say, oh, if they happen to look in the camera, they'll just say, you know, just don't look in the camera. But <laughs> I know sometimes it feels like a magnet, doesn't it? <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. Um, so uh, one question I'm sure it's on everybody's mind is, uh, is that actual cucumber water in the, <laughs> in the stein? Oh, you just stole oh, yeah. my question. <laughs> ah, gotcha. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. And that, yeah. that belongs it to the is. salon, or is it is it a set piece, like something that the creators of the of the show thought of? Oh, it's a set piece. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> well, and that's the thing, like how um, detail oriented they are. It's yeah. just um, Peter and Vince wrote that, you know, in the first the first episode, and that became sort of the thing. I feel like it's become a little bit of a thing. It's almost like a character. Um, yeah, and it's it's. So it's something that they've written since the first episode and they've kept that in, but, but it's something obviously they noticed and specifically wrote in because they noticed it at salons or, you know, the, the, the whole thing about the cucumber water. It's yeah. it just, it's, to me, it just kind of demonstrates their, their eye for detail and their sense of humor, the little, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. thing, um, which is still magic, right. With, with the writers. Right. Well, that's, that's what makes it so great is, you know, the little details and yeah. like, it, it does a lot to bring everything to life. <laughs> is, yeah, uh, exactly. And the yellow and, you know, the colors yeah. and shoes and stuff. And pe- people <laughs> notice those things. Cause we actually had one of our iTunes reviews. The name of the reviewer was cucumber water for customers only. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the other day I was somewhere and this gal said, what? You're on Better Call Saul? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm the landlady. You know, I'm the nail salon <laughs> owner. She's like, oh, my gosh, cucumber water lady? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yes, I am the cucumber water lady. <laughs> uh, oh, that's so that's so great, though. That's that's uh, I, I can imagine for you, like, that's such like validation. That's just like. I don't yeah, know. I, I just think that would be an amazing fit. Right. Yeah. Like like people people know you and that's got to feel pretty great. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I was, I was just excited because I had seen Breaking Bad after all the seasons, like after everyone had seen it, and I was like, I better watch it, otherwise, like, like me, I'm gonna have a <laughs> That's spo- what I did, yeah. spoiler alerts, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I binged watched it, and then I was like, I thought to myself, who is this Vince Gilligan? And <laughs> I need, I need to meet him. Like I need to work with him. And then I was thinking, oh, and who is this? You know, and I knew Bob from other stuff, but I was like, I need to work with Bob at some point. <laughs> and within like a year, that happened. And I think for me, just to um, be part of that is is so much fun and and so joyous for me that everything else is just icing on the cake. Mm. So I'm gonna uh, expose a little bit of my ignorance here. Uh, when when uh, when Jimmy walks out of the line, he says like Chococo or something like that. Uh, what is he saying? Uh, he says, hello ladies. It's basically it's Jao Kako and it's like, hello ladies. And then the <laughs> ladies, I'm sorry. And then he says that when he leaves too. Cause he, cause I think he said it leaving before. Um, because it, 
I might be remembering that wrong, but that makes it even funnier to me if he uses the same phrase as he's leaving as well. No, I, I don't think I've heard him say it when he's leaving. Maybe he has said "jiao because it could be a greeting as in like "hello" and "goodbye." Like yeah, it's it. more of yeah. Like so, but I, yeah, kind of like aloha. Yeah. <laughs> and then ladies yeah. get a tickle out of it whenever he says it. You know? <laughs> Because it's so cute when he says. <laughs> <laughs> well, he see by by all accounts, he seems like a. I mean, obviously, from what we know of him, is you know like what Dave and I see on TV because we're we're absolute nobodies. Like, <laughs> but but uh, we're like, all nobodies. <laughs> <laughs> every everybody uh, we've talked to from the show so far has just said that like the the big 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 guys on the show and, and the writer and cast and crew and everything has just been absolutely like a joy to work with. Just absolutely friendly, friendly people. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty amazing. Um, I was listening to, well, when I met Vince, he was super sweet. And so was Peter and, um, and Bob as well. And, um, but I had listened to an interview with Vince and he said something like, I don't, I have a no asshole policy. And I, you know, and I think that kind of explains everything that, um, you know, he hires cool people yeah. who are right. good people. So I think it trickles down. And honestly, everyone on set is super, super, super kind and very professional. I guess you kind of have to be right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, I mean, it, it kind of comes through. I mean, like, this is a, you know, hugely successful show. It's just been picked up for the third season. and. It, it the the way that it's filmed, you know, like I, I feel like it'd be easier for people to be kind of assholes in like like a sitcom situation with like a laugh track and all that, but something where where there's a lot of like a lot of emotion and the tone while humorous is also kind of based in reality. I don't think that you could have the chemistry that you have with with other people on set if there were assholes allowed to be in. I feel like you could probably get away with that on like a three camera laugh track sitcom, but probably not something like as dramatic as better call Saul. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, I would also say that I think everyone is very, um, uh, dedicated to their, their work. Mm -hmm. So everyone wants, when you're there in Albuquerque, I think there's, it's not, it's not like, like LA where there are a lot of distractions or, you know, you're there mm -hmm. really to work and everyone wants to do, an amazing job. And because of that, I think that that sense of um, that work ethic makes everything so good because everyone's very focused. Um, and you can feel it, like we're having a lot of fun, but it's very focused. Gotcha. So when uh, being that it is a live uh, working business and, you know, they, they book out the time, I would assume that they would have some sort of, you know, like uh, we're closed on this day for filming and such. Is there ever like, you know, as they have all the equipment there, are there ever people like out on the sidewalk, like looking in, try to, <laughs> trying to get like glimpses of, of what's going on? Um, I think there was at the beginning, there was something where I remember someone walked in and they thought, oh, are, are you open? And it was oh. like, oh, no, 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 they're not open. But I think now they kind of know because they'll have like PAs and they'll have uh, mm -hmm. uh, like guards around that just basically sort of, you know, it's pretty obvious that it's something's being shot there and that it was closed. But the first, I remember the first day, I think there was something where the person's like, Oh, are you taking appointments? 
like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What would you like? What kind of nail? What kind of nail do you want? <laughs> <laughs> what I wonder what because uh, there's a business right next door to that, right? Oh yeah. So the business next door is a Vietnamese um, coffee and sandwich place, and it's really delicious. So um, sometimes, like the crew members and and some of us cast members will go and grab some like iced Vietnamese coffee next door or like a sandwich or something. Oh, and they and they gotta love that too. You see, you're building like a little community there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I now I'm thinking I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think now they they rent out that part as well. Oh, uh, so that it doesn't. Um, because I think the the shooting was affecting the business there or something like the mm. access. It was like the, I think customers access to that sandwich place was a little cut off or, or inconvenient. So right. they decided that, to throw was, them a bone instead of taking all their, they're chasing their customers away. They're actually kind of helping them with their lost revenue. I think revenue. so. That's I, pretty I'm badass. trying to remember. Yeah. But I, I think that's what they did in the end, just to make it like, you know, easy for everybody yeah we'll just right, keep yeah, that they're... as a fact on the podcast so everybody knows just how cool those guys are <laughs> sorry i said we'll keep it as fact on the podcast just so everybody knows how cool those guys are <laughs> okay well i know then i'll get a call from vince like no actually we don't do that i mean i'm like oh sorry. oh he's not gonna hear this podcast <laughs> yeah he don't listen to us <laughs> you never know <laughs> I'm so glad you guys are fans. It's such a fun show. Um, we're we're it's happy. So it's such a good season. show. Yeah. Yeah. And, we we, we kind of knew mean, we were we were kind of gambling on you know this idea, and uh, we picked the right show because we are legitimately huge fans of the show. It's it's a pretty incredible show. Um. Yeah. And did, were you expecting anything after Breaking Bad, or did you have an open mind? Oh wait a minute, Dave. She's talking about our show, and we're talking about her show. <laughs> what? <laughs> She was talking about our podcast, and you're talking about her show. So I'm like, "What?" Dave's talking about how big a fan he is of his own show. <laughs> oh no, no, no! Oh no, I understood what Dave was. Talking yeah, no, about. she said oh, we God, were. Okay. She said we were fans of Breaking Bad, and then I or of Better Call Saul, and I elaborated on oh, that aspect. Okay. Sorry about that. My phone cut out a bit, and, I, and I, for oh. some reason, I caught that as like, uh, okay, I'm uh, Eileen. I'm dumb. Okay. <laughs> like, <let> me, <laughs> You know, with technology, with the, the, the whole phone thing, come on. <laughs> I just hope I don't get cut off. That's all. <laughs> you never know. It's been known to happen. We've hung up on many a guest over the past year or so. So, <laughs> Actually, I did uh, hear your interview. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was going to say I did hear on um, your interview with Ray that she was like, "Oh, well, something about the phone," and I was like, "Oh, okay, I don't feel so bad anymore." Cause I had a phone mix up too. Oh, yeah. We had our last, like uh, our, our last interview with Patrick Fabian. Ray called him. He was going to try and get her to jump in on the interview and hung up on everybody. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> isn't he, isn't he the sweetest guy? He's amazing. He's a, yeah, he's a super solid dude. Yeah. It's uh, we, he's actually been nice enough to be on our, on our podcast twice, which is uh two, which is, He's been on our podcast twice, which is approximately three more times than I ever thought anybody would ever be on our <laughs> podcast. So, <laughs> so I was pretty, yeah. I was, uh, you know, he, he just seems like a really down to earth guy, super solid dude. And, um, 
You smart. Know, actually, smart. Actually, everybody that's that's uh, chatted with us has been has been super cool. You know, because like for us, you know, me and Dave just kind of started this as like a like a project, and uh, you know, Ray Seahorn was actually nice enough to be our first interview, and and she really kind of opened the doors for a lot of guests and stuff to come on over the past year. And me and Dave are always amazed that uh, one that people listen to us, and two that. Uh, you know, people directly involved with Better Call Saul come in and and talk with us. So uh, it, it's it's been an absolute pleasure, and everybody's been super cool. I well, think- it's been so much fun, and also I think your enthusiasm, you know, what I mean, says a lot. I know, so. about, <laughs> about, you know, what I mean, it, it it says a lot. I mean, your podcasts are really interesting. Too. It's not like a, you know. I had to listen to you guys first. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. <laughs> so now I'm even more surprised that you came on because some because like uh, well here okay so let me let me ask you this okay so as an actor which by the way your resume is super impressive and uh, thank you and I I totally love that on your resume you have licensed driver on there. Oh, uh, you know we we had to put that down when you first start in the business like for commercials. Mm-hmm. We want to know if you're a licensed driver so you can do like commercials that where you're driving. Oh, <laughs> the thing we had to do when we, when, you know, people, when you first like come out here, it's hmm. like licensed gotcha. driver. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna, because uh, like I said, me and Dave know nothing really about the business. And when I was reading that, I just thought like the, the comedian in you, came out and you're listing all these accomplishments and then you put something as mundane as licensed driver. I didn't know that that was an actual, like you had to put that on there. I thought you were just being funny. And I laughed at that for like 10 minutes. Cause it was so subtle and hilarious. And it catches you off guard. Cause it's like in the middle of your whole resume. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I were that uh, witty. No, it was, it was definitely a, uh, Oh man, now I should have said, isn't that funny? Oh my gosh. You're so good to pick up on that. <laughs> As long as we're talking about your resume, I wanted to drop something in. Sorry to cut you off, Brian. No, um, no, go go right ahead. But actually, uh, you are in one of my all-time favorite scenes from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which Brian has never seen. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, you are hilarious because um, that is the scene that I always get recognized for. <laughs> it's great. It's, it's like, a great scene. I don't know what it is, or I'll be at the store and someone will say, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I'm thinking, okay, they may know me from Better Call Saul or some commercials I've done or, you know, and they're like, wait a minute, you were in, it's always sunny. (laughs) And I was like, what? Uh, And it's such a small scene, but, but, um, but yeah, I get recognized for that scene a lot. And I think cause they have such a cult following. Yeah. And that's one of I'm, I've, I've probably watched that episode the most. That's my favorite. It's one of my favorite episodes and my favorite <laughs> scene of that episode because it's, it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. And I have to say those three guys are tremendous. They are the nicest guys. And, um, just, I, I just had such a great time on that set and that scene. That it wouldn't was, surprise me. It was such me a lovely experience. Oh. Sorry, that that wouldn't surprise me because I just I just came across their little making of and how they got the show picked up on FX and yeah yeah it's a pretty incredible story. <laughs> I it's yeah uh huh. I, I always feel like I'm missing out on so much because for whatever reason I'm I I've never caught the show and it's like going on like 13 seasons and everybody <laughs> talks about 
that show. So I, I man, now I have to watch it because now I, I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I have no frame of reference. That and um, workaholics. There's mm. like a there's a cult following with workaholics. Yeah, workaholics is great. I love workaholics. Yeah, yeah. yeah those guys seen. are really nice. Yeah, we had we had a uh, we had Eric Griffin from uh, Workaholics on our Nothing Important podcast not too long ago. Yeah, I love Eric, and Eric and I had the same commercial agent for a very long time. Oh, wow. oh, yeah, and we met on set uh, of Workaholics, and he was super funny and and really down to earth. I yeah. thought too. If yeah. we will, you do me a favor. If if you run into him again, tell him that you spoke to us. And that Brian still thinks his opinion about the Watchmen is completely wrong. Oh yeah, I heard that. I heard that podcast too. <laughs> it's first off, we're gonna let that down. Brian is like the last man standing when it comes to if the Watchmen is a good movie or not. <laughs> I, I will. I will fight it to my death as a great movie. <laughs> Would you like a little trivia on Watchmen? Absolutely. Absolutely. I did looping for that, and um, I think there was, was there not like a Vietnamese scene in that? Um, there was some Vietnamese war scene or something, or something in Vietnam, yeah. and also there was a burning building scene and a hooker scene. Uh, I was looping those scenes. So I was like a background voice, uh, voices. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, uh, I just found out what, what that is actually just like a week ago. So, uh, for, correct me if I'm wrong. So when, when you film on set, unless it's like a live outside location that you can't control the environment, like on the streets of a city or something like that, that the, all the actors in the background are, are pretty much pantomiming, right? Like everybody's, everybody's quiet. And then to keep the sound quality, they bring people in like a group of actors, like, a handful of actors that does all the background noises and conversations in like restaurants and such. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, so, um, yeah. So I just got the call cause I, it was my first time doing looping and then, um, they're like, Oh, do you speak Vietnamese? We need some stuff done. And I'll like, Oh, sure. And I thought it was so much fun. And, uh, but yeah, so that was, um, that was my first time doing it. And it was a lot of fun to, to be the background. Cause you can just, <laughs> you can, you know, you can pretty much say and be all these characters without your face being there. So you can do all these fun things for yeah. about a couple hours. And after I found out what that was, like I, I, I kept telling my wife, okay, I always tell my wife, like I, I've never really had that big of a desire to be in show business or anything like that. But I was like, man, you know what I'd love to do? Like my, my dream would be like a voice of a cartoon character. Yeah. And then I, and then I found out what looping was, and I'm like, man, I would just sit there all day and crack myself up with having a conversation, <laughs> like in the background. <laughs> yeah. The oh, absolutely. And it, it, the looping world is pretty tight, so mm -hmm. they use the same people all the time. So, yep. um, yeah. It's just, it, it, uh, are are they called the loop troop or something like that? I could have swore like. I know. I, I just get the call that they, you know, and they just say, Oh, you, would you like to do some looping? And then I'm like, Oh, okay. But I, but there isn't, I think there's a term because they are like, especially for TV shows, I believe there's a tight group that, that does it for like each TV show or something, you know, it's, 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 it's a hard egg to crack. to get in. <laughs> but once you do, you're like on a team and you get, you know, and you get regular work doing looping. Huh. Yeah. That's, 
that's that that to me personally would be way more intriguing than than being an actor. I think is is fun things like that. Well, you can show up in sweats too, you know. Yeah, that's key. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't have to put any, you know, for girls, we don't have to put any makeup on or anything. We're just, you know, we just put on some jeans and a t-shirt and we're good to go. You know what I've I've always said I wanted to do too. I, I don't even know why I'm bringing this up because it's not pertinent to really anything. But I always said like, had I ever become famous or like you know people know me, I'm recognizable. I'd also like to be like an extra in like commercials, but not not to where like it would be an endorsement. Just I would barely be out of focus in the background, just enough to where people are like, oh my god, is that Brian? Like what what the hell is he doing? He doesn't need to do. He doesn't need to do a Burger King commercial, but I think that'd be so awesome. Like, like that's the only reason I wish I was like super, super famous, like Brad Pitt level famous, just so I could randomly show up in the background of random commercials, just to make people wonder what the hell I was doing there. <laughs> uh, so kind of like um, photo bombing, but like commercial bombing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Video bombing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the closest I've ever been to uh, TV is uh, I was on six episodes of The People's Court. No big deal. <laughs> oh, my God. I love The People's Court. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, me, my wife and I, we were in New York City like like six years ago. Uh, and, uh, you know, the street pundits where uh, Harvey comes out and he asks questions like I was just being a complete smart ass and they ended up keeping me for like six episodes. And I had to walk away <laughs> because they kept wanting to put me on episodes. Talent. Yeah. Right. You, you so, have talent. So I can do IMDb, right? Like, I, if I track those down, I could totally make myself an IMDb profile and be like <laughs> professional street pundit for, I'm, for like. If you, I think if you have your name, if they took down, if your name is in the credits, I think, yeah, you can, they can totally trace that. And you can have an IMDb page. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if it was. That, that, uh, see, like, I, I, if I can make a living doing little things like that, that, that to me are just, uh, Slightly goofy, but just absolutely amusing. Like, I need to find a way to make a living off of doing stuff like that. Way, yeah. way, way background commercial actor, street pundit for uh, somewhat scripted reality court TV shows. <laughs> I think I'll, I'll be like yeah. the guy. <laughs> there is something just fun to be on set, too. I think, you know, it's a weird, yeah. I was, on, I got to be on one. I was, uh, I don't know if I just said that. I, I worked on the uh, Empire pilot, uh, one of their scenes. And, oh uh, wait, Empire as in Cookie? I actually haven't watched the show, <laughs> Terrence Howard oh, okay. show, <laughs> the Fox yeah, so TV wait, show. They, yes, where do they shoot it? Uh, Chicago Recording Company. The studio scenes from the uh, episode were done, and then afterwards they oh, built a set to mock it. But they used our our studio for the pilot for two scenes. Oh, did you? Well, what did you think? Did you have fun? It was absolute insanity. Because <laughs> I was I was interning and I was chosen to be like the showrunner, like the representative of the studio, and uh, so yeah. I actually I got to build up one of the sets because they had like it was supposed to be a recording session going on, and I walk in I'm like this doesn't look like a recording session, so I made it look like a recording session, and just like just to see like the amount of crew it took to do yeah. that and how much space everything took up, like just the cable looms down the hallways and uh, you know when they're filming in a room and then you got thirty people just outside the room standing there and everybody's quiet. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I know it's just so much action and so much going on. And like, you know, the one crew comes in and strips the walls. The next crew comes in and builds up the set because they stripped everything and put, you know, their own stuff up. And uh, yeah, two days of shooting for two two minute scenes, I think, or something like that. 
Yeah, it's, it's, I know. It's, a, it's amazing the process they go through for that for that very same show, Empire. They actually uh, do a lot of the like live performance uh, filming right across the street from my house where I'm currently at now in Chicago. And uh, my favorite thing about it is they always park the food truck <laughs> in the park in the parking lot of the church across the street. And uh, one time I've, I've stood in line like several times, but one time I actually made it to the truck <laughs> like before, <laughs> before they, before they figured out I didn't belong. And I ordered like a burrito or something like that. And they, they wanted to see like my little badge or whatever. And, and uh, the guy sent me away. I'm like, fine, I'll just go back across the street, and make my own sandwich. But <laughs> <laughs> you're like, well, you're going to throw it away anyway. <laughs> right. All I wanted to do was just have a free lunch. And my wife was like standing, my wife was standing on the porch watching this. She, she's like, you're such, you're such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I would, I wouldn't have been an idiot if I would have got a burrito. Then I would have been a genius. <laughs> like, that's why I shoved you it. Have you should have Instagrammed that. Like, oh, man. He, he Facebooked I'm, I'm, it. Because then I got, like, the next week, I got, like, the same food truck. But I was actually part of it and got the food. And I was, like, the food truck guy's <laughs> oh, best that's friend. Right, you were part of it. <laughs> yeah. So this guy, like, I must have been the only person to talk to the food truck guy. Because he thought I was, like, the coolest guy ever. He gave me a heads up when the food was getting made. I got first dibs. It's awesome. Oh, it's awesome. Oh, you were—you—you you got the inside scoop, and you—you you were like his homie. Yeah, for a fat guy point. like me, it's a perfect relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm all about the crew. I love the crew. I'm always hanging with the crew. Uh, I just love—I love the makeup ladies, the wardrobe style. Oh, oh, Jennifer's just fantastic. The wardrobe stylist and Cat, the makeup. Um, the chief makeup artist and Julie, the hair person, the person does Mrs. Yuen's hair, but it's so great. They're just, they have the best stories and they're always talking yeah. about things and, you know, they have such um, demanding, yeah. thankless jobs too. It's like they, and I'm sure they just have a lot to say. Well, yeah, uh, it's, it's pretty demanding off the record, but on the record, cause we're probably just going to leave, <laughs> leave this in. But uh, next time, next time you deal with them, girls, pass along our contact info because as much as we love the talking to the cast, I I think that'd be phenomenal to talk to them yeah. and have them on the show. Oh yeah, yeah, I will let them know. I if I'm on for season three, I will let them know for sure. Yeah, that'd be I think amazing. They, they would really love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're fantastic, and they are. You know, there's such a, um, again, attention to detail on that show. Mm. So the standard is really high. And, you know, um, I mean, I don't know. I Sometimes I'm always like, gosh, girls, I look really good. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't look like this in real life. You know? um, but it's fun because they're the ones that I see when I first arrive. Mm. We start, you know, we get excited. Like, yay! <laughs> Well, that's, that's wonderful. Like it, you know, please make sure, make sure to pass it on. I, th I think that'd be really interesting to, to talk to, you know, those folks. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I will definitely let them know, um, a pass on your, we could just road trip sure. down to Albuquerque, storm into the salon since they actually work there and be like, Hey, we're in the house. <laughs> <laughs> let's do an interview. Where's my guitar? No. Who wants who wants to be on a podcast? We have dozens of listeners. Who <laughs> like don't everybody crowd at once? <laughs> well, I think um, the main makeup artist, Kat, she's from LA, so she's here. And then um, and Jennifer, 
uh, who, who's the uh, chief wardrobe stylist, she, the costumer, she lives here too. So like the, the, the heads of the departments all live in LA. Nice. That's awesome. So, so if you see them out and about, you know, throwing a good word. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they're, they were, they were already pretty much like, you know, um, well into the business and doing very well. And so they were, you know, handpicked for, for this project. Oh, well, that's great. Um, Eileen, it's getting kind of late. You've, you've already stuck with us longer than I asked you to stick with us. So thank you for making us look cooler than we actually are. <laughs> oh, you guys are so cool. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. <laughs> no, I, I had an awesome time. I hope, uh, you come back and, uh, chat with us again. Maybe we'll, we can even get you for the other podcast that we do and we can talk a little bit more about other projects and such that you got going on. But I, you know, I think Dave would agree. I've had a wonderful time speaking with you this evening. I oh, do agree, you. Brian. I do agree. <laughs> I I agree as well. Um, awesome. Yeah, that's so great. Thanks, you guys. Have a great night. You too. You I, too. And, you. And, and let's hope you come back for season three. <laughs> yes, we'll keep our fingers crossed. <laughs> keep them crossed. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.